Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Do you want to become insanely successful? Do you want to be the go-to guru in your industry? Do you want to be talked about for all the right reasons? For over 40 years, Kevin Harrington has helped people just like you become significant influencers. Now he's broken the process down in the key person of influence roadmap, and it's yours for free. Just text KPI to him at 727-888-2100. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free step-by-step guide. Text KPI to 727-888-2100 to get the recognition you deserve and experience the success as the go-to voice everyone listens to in your industry today. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today, I have the good fortune to be interviewing Tyler Sullivan, otherwise known as Sully, the founder of Bomb Tech Golf, an e-commerce store with over $15 million sold online since 2012. He also runs Ecom Growers, where he and his team have helped countless Shopify owners add six to seven figures in additional sales to their e-commerce stores by optimizing email systems and ad campaigns to find hidden revenue streams. Tyler, thank you so Sully. Thank you so much for joining us. Glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Super excited to have you on the show. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started and how do you grow a e-commerce store in relation to golf with tremendous amount of competition to $15 million? Totally. Yeah. I, I started as a golfer, super passionate about it. I was attempting to do the home run derby of golf, which is world long drive. And I wasn't very good. Uh, you know, I was, I was hitting drives about 360 yards. Wow. And yeah, I had some good shots. But um, in that process, I started assembling my own clubs because they were actually breaking. Um, and I just got, kind of got fed up. My buddy's like, what are you making? This is like really weird combos of clubs of like shafts and different heads. And then my buddy's like, hey, can you make me one? And I was like, sure. So I sold him a club. And then I made the world's worst website. <laughs> like literally had like a cartoon guy flexing, breaking a club on it. Um, didn't sell anything on it for about 10 months. And then I was on a boat, not a yacht. And I'll never forget the day I heard like an, an email come in and it was my first sale. And it was that moment that I was like, I need to do more of that. Um, and I think it was, it worked out for me. And we sold, I think it's now up to like, 300,000 golf clubs or something crazy Wow! Um, because I wasn't expecting to make money. This is 2012 and I just love golf. So it never felt like work. Right. Um, I did do a couple of things strategically. We just hit Facebook with good timing. Uh, we hit Facebook video early. Like I have one video that I boosted for, I think it was 300 bucks and we got 300,000 views, 10,000 comments. Um, wow. That's incredible metrics. Yeah, it was great. It was a good time. I hit video early, I hit Facebook Live early. All these things I, I did kind of because I just wanted to do it. And accidentally, I would engage with everyone. So every comment I got, I would literally comment on my phone until my thumbs were bleeding. Um, 
and that slowly, it took me a while, built out momentum um, to the point, you know, it's, I've got one employee. I work four hours a week on that business. It does five to 7 million, depending on the year. Um, and it's been a crazy ride, you know? It's, so that, I, the longer version, if it isn't in a book, it should be. Because <laughs> to go from zero to 15 million in any business is phenomenal. To do it working four hours a week. Um, I mean, that's Tim Ferriss's four hour work week right there. You're the poster child. That's, that's absolutely incredible. Um, and then obviously what inspired you to start helping others do the same thing? So I, again, this has all been like, what's the word? It kind of has just happened from life events. I did not intend to help others, but as we started, bomb tech started, you know, we're having growth. People started, you know, hearing about us. We had case studies come out from different, uh, like Shopify, big commerce, different people were starting to write about us. So I'd start getting these messages like, Hey, so can you help me? And I was like, no. Um, there you go. <laughs> cause I, I was, I was honest, transparent, you know, cause I used to work 20 hours a day, seven days a week for four years. And I didn't really think I had an offer to help someone that could change their business. So my first employee ever at bomb tech became my email expert at my company. And he started driving like crazy numbers, like 40% of my revenue from email. Wow. Um, yeah, which was awesome. And then he was just such a unique person. And uh, now he has become my co-founder with this business. And only because he came to me and said, hey, do you mind if I help the people that are reaching out to you? I said, if you can bring them results, go ahead. I will absolutely endorse you. So he went out and closed three clients, which I was shocked of. For, I was like, wow, okay, cool. Then I go talk to me in two months or a month and tell me what the results are. So he go, well, he's like, well, I took three clients. They were doing 15% of revenue from email. Now they're doing 50. That's a huge increase. I was like, that's pretty good. Let's do more <laughs> clients. Um, and now we have not a large team, but we've got about 20 clients. And we work with e-com brands typically doing between two and you know 15 million a year. Um, and it's been really cool to see him as my first employee at BombTech, who I could only pay so much as an employee now be a co-founder with me at 26. He's a young guy making tons of money and we're having an impact on different brands. So it's been unexpected, but I'm kind of just taking what, what comes to me and makes sense from a business standpoint. Um, and that's been a really different, but exciting you know, business to run. That is absolutely incredible. All right. So let's dive into the weeds a little bit. Sure. So obviously Facebook live, Facebook ads, incredibly popular, driving, you know, a multi-billion dollar company. We've had multiple versions of Facebook Armageddon um, <laughs> where Facebook just shuts you down and you don't know why and there's nothing you can do about it. Obviously, we've had a, we're recording this during the height of the corona pandemic. Totally. Facebook has done a recent sweep of shutting down accounts left and right because they felt like they were advertising or taking advantage of the crisis to run ads, which is smart marketing. Um, so how do you make ads profitable consistently given Facebook and the other networks ever changing terms of service and rules that seem to be arbitrary and change based on the day and what automated bot decides your ad doesn't work. Yeah. So that has been a fear of mine of Facebook, like ads just stopping working for years. Right. Like literally well-founded fear. We've lived it many, many, many times. Yeah. So, I mean, cause that's really what launched the business. Like when it was organic and you had a hundred percent reach, that was how I got started. A thousand likes meant a thousand likes, so a thousand people. Um, but I had to rely on ads and that's what got a scale. But for me, I had looked at like, what is the only asset I own, right? 
And for me, when I look at my business and our other brands we work with, the only thing I truly own is email, right? We're now doing text message, which is kind of a similar asset. But I wanted to, and what I did with the business, I said, if Facebook ads were shut off or just were not profitable anymore, would BombTech survive? So what I did is I took our email asset, which is the only thing we own, and I changed our conversations from blasting them and just hoping we get more money to having real conversations. So essentially taking that same approach I did, God, what year is it? 2013, where I went and hit every 10, every comment of 10,000. And now we do that with email. So we ask real questions that we want to know the answer for, you know, we want to know the answer to help the business, but that keeps our list so engaged that if something happened, we could continue to launch offers to them and still survive and live and thrive. So that's been our, my like shift to be okay with it. Like if, if that really happened, we're cool, you know? That's an incredible business lesson for everybody watching and listening right there. As Dan Kennedy says, the loneliest number in any business is one. And if you're entirely, and we've lived it painfully where we were entirely dependent on Facebook ads. Um, and that was the one service we offered managing those ads and running those funnels years ago. And yep. we learned painfully when we got shut down and said, shoot, we need other services to provide. We need other social networks to be on. And hey, what if we can't advertise on social networks? Can we rent email lists? Can we do swaps? Can we own those relationships? So you're absolutely right. Absolutely incredible the way you've made it work. So how do you grow? I mean, you talked about replying till your thumbs bleed and working 20 hours a day to get to your four hour work week. Yep. So how do you make an e-commerce brand profitable? How do you build it? If you had to start over today, what would you do now, given that there's so much more competition and ad cost is so much more expensive and everybody's trying, not everybody, but a much larger percentage of the marketplace is trying to, hey, I'll work at home and start a side hustle and make money. I think it's harder now. I think a part of my success was timing. You know, we, we hit it early. But, no, but we can't duplicate, right? Right. And, um, you know, I would do kind of what I did, but be even more patient. And like one of the things I did accidentally was I put myself on a lot of the content as a personal brand. And I think that's probably the key separator. If you can actually do that is because I, I put myself on video because I didn't have any money. Right. And that would be the same strategy I would take today is I build relationships and end up being our customer persona is me. So like the average golfer, the regular guy is not driving 360 yards folks. If well, you don't well, play golf well, and you're watching this, just so you know, 360 are, he started from a good place. Yeah. Now I don't hit it very far, you know, I'm getting older and have kids and all that stuff, but it was, they could relate to me as like a regular guy. Yes. So that was kind of, whether it was today, like if I started today or five, 10 years ago, I accidentally did that back then, but that'd be one of my key strategies would be put a person to it. Hopefully it's you as a founder. Number two, I would go, I would make sure email and lead capture is a huge part of it because I see a lot of brands and even ones we work with that are successful, they scale one campaign that just takes off, but then they have no real list to fall back on. And although they had one campaign scale up, they like, you know, I've seen businesses build, you know, big teams and infrastructure and overhead on one scaling campaign, whereas I'd rather have them, you know, do that one scaling campaign, build your list and keep it lean. So I, I wouldn't, 
change much. I would go paid probably earlier and have more uh, emphasis on email and looking at that as our true asset. Awesome. So the goal being build the email list, nurture them that way, communicate with them that way, because theoretically, if depending on the CRM, if Aweber cancels you tomorrow, you could switch to MailChimp, you could switch to Infusionsoft, you could switch to Marketo, you could switch to a dozen different platforms where if Facebook shuts you down, it's a little bit harder to try and instantly be back up and running with profitable ads somewhere else. Absolutely. So you're now running two businesses, both incredibly pro. I just, I have to ask if you're doing five plus million, you're not making golf clubs in your garage anymore. No. So, I mean, there was some massive shifts. And for me, like when you ask me like, what do I do today? I'm such a different person today than what I was. So like a lot of people ask like, well, why weren't, why couldn't you do that back then? And I had like, very specific life moments, like big events that changed how I perceive things, like perceive how I work. So I'm, the three big ones for me was I got fired from my day job. Uh, that was the- Congratulations. Kick- yeah, that was, my wife was pregnant. It was the week before Thanksgiving. Oh my God, talk and, about timing. And bomb tech was a side hustle. It was not crushing it. So that was the first like, put me into hustle mode where I got the kick in the butt, say, all right, all in, let's crush it. And I, I work, that's why I work 20 hours a day, seven days a week. You didn't have, your back was against the wall. You got a pregnant wife to, and a family on the way to provide for, and you don't have a choice. It was a scary time, um, but it was what I needed, right? So then when I had my first kid, I still was working too much. But I had, it was really the second child, who's now three, where I took six weeks off, and I did all this prep to be ready for six weeks off. So I go, man, sales are going to plummet, whatever. It's going to be the worst time ever, but I really wanted – to take the time off. Paternity leave, yep. Yeah, so I took it off. And what do you think happened to sales? Went up. They went up. So that blew my mind and it said it made me totally have a new perspective on like what is what am I doing? Am I just moving, changing button colors, moving stuff that doesn't matter? And at that point it took me what year was that? Four or five years to have enough of a team of experts in the places where I wasn't that smart, which is many. Um, and then get out of their own way. So now I've kind of taken it to the next level where I have like an, I, I'm just finishing up the bomb tech operating manual where if I died, not to get dark with it, but that was my next thought. Was, that segues into the next question, which is how do you lead a team? How do you teach them how to do everything so it's not in your head? How do you right. get them to manage them without you so that they're doing what they're supposed to do at the right time without you micromanaging the process? And that's been really rewarding because it's like I knew I was lean before but now it's like it's a real I would consider a real business that you could transfer right whereas before I had actually looked at companies to buy and when in the process of looking at different econ brands or even agencies I was like wow there's no way I could tra- I could buy that it's just it's such a mess and it made me look at my own company and say okay if I died or if yeah. I wanted to sell or whatever is there a manual? Can it be truly run without me? So I'm like two tasks away. I've got my to-do list where I'm like totally hands off. So that's been freeing. And then like my other business, Chris, who's my partner, he does all the fulfillment, uh, the day-to-day fulfillment, the management of our team. And like our relationship is really different because I'm not in the business at all. And what's nice about that is I've got a third party perspective and I literally break down what, what he's working on, what he's not doing well, and we just make it more efficient from an outsider. And what that does just makes us, because that business is running like 80% net, um, 
because I took the same approach I did with my econ brand, and now we ha we have a great product, great results, and we're just making it super processed, and it, again, transferable. We're not there yet. It's a much younger company, but me being separate was kind of what we agreed upon from day one, and it's been a great thing. That's it's worked out to make it a much healthier agency than many we talked to. Yeah, that is a important mental shift because when you're doing everything yourself or you're doing, you're working in the business, it isn't as sellable, it's not as valuable because a person who buys it is might know nothing and might need you to stick around for years to teach them stuff and you're never going to get everything out of your head one-on-one. -on -one. Right. But if you start from the beginning of, hey, how do I start this to run without me? You build it totally differently, right? Absolutely. And it, like for me, I don't think I would have ever even got to that point if I didn't have my second kid. So it's like these life events for me made me realize like, well, why, why work all the time? You know what I mean? So like this, now my new litmus test before the coronavirus was I would either go skiing or golfing. And if I, if I had a task to do and I wouldn't let me ski or golf, I would either delete it, automate it or delegate it. Yeah. That was my test. So I'm living a better life. And it also was like, all right, I don't need to be doing this because really end the day, I, I'm not the best in each category. There's like fulfilling, shipping, assembly, manufacturing, ads, email. I'm truly, I know what we need, but I'm not the best in every category. We can't be, right? You can't do everything. Absolutely true. All right. So you're, we're starting, so this, we're alluding to a little bit the next question, which is how do you, you now run two companies at the same time. Yep. How do you balance, juggle, do pull all that off while still being an active dad? It's been, you know, this has been probably the hardest but most rewarding, you know, system I made for my life is, you know, we have cut up the day. My wife, she doesn't work. She's with the kids. Um, you mean she works like, harder than you if she's watching? Well, I was, gonna, I was just about to go into my rant about how me going to work is easy. And I yes. look at it as a, as a break. Vacation. Absolutely. I tell my wife that every day, I'm like, your job is so much harder than mine. Well, especially now that I'm home with them. I was home a lot, but now with our quarantine, you know, I'm home yes. even more. And it's like setting up the schedule, doing all this schoolwork. It, it is, it's really hard, you know? So I just think for me, I look at high level, I have an okay way or a good way of looking at like high level important things. And I literally will just do things that matter. And a lot of times, like I used to take a lot of phone calls. I used to take a lot of meetings that are BS that really just wasted time. And it took me the two kids. And like, I remember this last year, I wanted to ski more with my dad because he was older. And I was like, I don't need to be doing all these meetings, having these calls that make me feel busy, but have had no impact. And that was like the hardest transition for me actually was like, when I used to do a lot of tasks, I felt really good because I felt like I was working a lot. Mm -hmm. But in reality, I was just staying busy. I had so it's like you have these one a quarter, once a year big ideas or concepts that actually have an impact, which are harder to come by. But it's like those are more important versus like task based. Let me actually edit this, do that. And that was like now I'm in that brain space. I think it just took me the years, the kids, two companies to be like, all right, what matters, and just work on that stuff. Um, so I break up the day and work. Like right now, one of them's taking a nap. Other ones with uh, with their mom, and I've got two hours to work. So I got two hours. Uh, tomorrow I'm going to work one hour and uh, work on what matters in that short time. And just by constraining the time, that's like a quick hack for me. It's like, all right, I got an hour. 
99% of stuff I wanted to do doesn't matter. Let me do the 1% that does. And figuring that out is obviously what makes it all work. Um, there's a great book called Theory of Constraints about that exact process. Although written about a manufacturing company, we've done it as a marketing agency and it works pretty much anywhere. Um, fascinating interview, absolutely incredible story. For our folks, we know your time is valuable. For our folks who are watching or listening, Sully, what is the best place for them to go to learn more about you and how you can help them? Other than yeah, so going they, to Bomb Tech Golf if they're a golfer. Yeah, if you're a golfer, bombtechgolf.com. They can email me, Sully at bombtechgolf.com. If they run an e-com brand and want to talk about that, ecomgrowers.com or Sully at ecomgrowers.com. I've been very active on LinkedIn. Uh, so if you guys want to hit me up there, that's been really rewarding, building relationships on there. And uh, yeah, feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to anyone that's interested. Awesome. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur here with Tyler Sully Sullivan from BombTech Golf and Ecom Growers. Tyler, thanks again so much for joining us. Thanks, Seth. It was really fun. Appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.